Hello and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. I am Andy Grant. Real Men Feel is all about encouraging, expressing, allowing for all of your emotions because you, yes you, even as a man, you're still a human being and you have the right to feel. That's what we're all about. Um, whether this is your first time tuning in or you're a long-time listener and feeler, welcome. Um, the podcast is produced live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. You can find show notes and more information about the Real Men Feel movement at realmenfeel.org. Please subscribe to the podcast at, uh, for, on iTunes at realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. And be sure and give us a review and or a rating while you're there. You can also follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. This is a weekly program. We go for about 30 or 40 minutes, not 34. <laughs> Your comments, feedback, participation are always welcome. Live during the show or anytime in the Facebook group, on Twitter, on the Real Men Feel blog. Um, all the links mentioned in each episode. More information will be posted in the show notes on the blog at realmenfeel.org. And after that big mouthful is done, I can welcome my friend and co-host, Apio Hunter. Hey, Andy. How are you doing today? Really good. Really good. Good. Um, You know, tonight we're talking about money, which is kind of a taboo. We haven't really talked about money, and I think it's ish for a lot of men. I don't think most men talk about money. It's true. We do. We do. And even if if it's talking about we don't have enough of it, or our significant others are spending too much of it. uh, So... But yeah, but we just have never talked about it on the show. So yeah. this is going to be a great conversation tonight. Cool. So joining us tonight, uh, we'll give her the full, I love, I love the, uh, some of the names she goes by. Known as the Empress of Empowerment, Emerald Peaceful Green Forest, formerly known as Amethyst Wildfire, is a multidimensional visionary who is passionate about serving conscious entrepreneurs and visionary agents of change who want to leap fearlessly into their highest level of service to the world and to want to profit handsomely from following their purposeful path. She's especially passionate about helping women, as well as the very wise men like us who seek her out, and find their voice, fearlessly speak their truth, and feel worthy of wealth. So it is an honor and privilege to welcome you. Uh, everyone, please welcome Emerald. Hey. Thank you so much for having me, Andy and Apio. What a pleasure to be here. Such a gift always to be able to share my message. And, um, you know, thank you so much for offering me your platform to be able to reach more people. I deeply appreciate it. And I can't wait to see where we're going tonight. Cool, cool. So, uh, and, and how I know Emerald, and well, first I want to ask, so I, I knew you for years as Amethyst Wildfire. Um, you contacted me recently with a name change, and I just what like what what prompted that? What what's behind the name change? Well, you know, Andy, you're somebody who's very spiritually oriented and deeply connected to your infinite source, and so I'm sure you can understand. I don't know Apio nearly as well, but I'm sure that you can understand that when a spiritual shift happens in your life, sometimes changes uh, accompany it that you might not even be expecting, and. So I had a pretty significant uh, spiritual shift happen in May of this year. I'm not going to get into the drama or the trauma of it, but uh, as a result of that spiritual shift, Amethyst Wildfire, who was you know the person I was for 13 years, and, and that name was actually given to me by Spirit 13 years ago, um, Amethyst Wildfire went back with Jesus to, uh, she died. I had a death and rebirth and, and it wasn't until about three days after the experience that I received, um, Emerald Peaceful Green Forest as my new, um, moniker. And so I've gone through the process of making all of the changes necessary in order for that to be legal. And in fact, yesterday I, on Medicine Mondays, I take care of things and I finished my last credit card and merchant account update with my business uh, to change my name over to my new name. And so it's a new name, it's a new life, it's a new vibration, and, um, and it's an exciting time for me because I have a clean slate, like literally a clean slate and a new, um, new opportunity to create myself and my life in ways that uh, I haven't explored yet. Cool. So I really wanted to ask about it because I, I, I knew it was spirit driven and mm-hmm. I wanted to give a chance to explain that because when, when you're an entrepreneur, when you are your brand, just changing your name on a whim, it's going to be quite difficult. 
I would agree. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've worked with uh, this particular brand, my brand, The Empowered Messenger, one of the things that I've worked with over the years is, uh, you know, playing that delicate dance, working with that game of, is it me or is it the brand? And uh, I really actually am very happy that I have promoted the brand kind of as a standalone. I mean, people send me peacocks all the time because peacock is the branding for my company. And they don't even need to really know my name. They know I'm the peacock person. And so they send me peacocks. They send me pillows and they send me, you know, Pinterest pins and all kinds of things. So I've, um, I've been really working to make sure that the brand is standing with or without me. And um, one of the things that's beautiful about the Empowered Messenger brand and about the peacock as the symbol of the brand is that that represents, it represents being able to stand on the ground and speak your truth because peacocks are really vocal. Uh, it represents being visionary. The peacock has all those beautiful eyes of God. Uh, it represents being able to uh, really work in the spiritual realm. Peacock is very has a very spiritual high vibration. Uh, so it's really been for me, yes, interesting. And at the same time, Andy, as I'm sure you would agree, when the whisper comes, you you have learned hopefully by now to listen to the whisper rather than waiting for the two by four upside the head. So when I got the whisper, your name is Emerald now, I said, okay. And uh, ultimately at the end of the day, Andy and Apio, when we're talking about business and when we're talking about money and we're talking about branding and, and all of these things that you brought up to the table here, um, ultimately at the end of the day, the day source is my source. Source is my source. And so, um, you know, Madonna changes things up periodically. And uh, I think one of the things that we are being called to do in the business realm that, that we're traveling in here, personal development, pro uh, professional development, personal development, personal growth, is to be models for both fearless alignment to our source of inspiration and faith and trust in that and grounding in that and fearless willingness to be incredibly creative and be um, willing to try new things and be courageous. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. Awesome. And it, and it, it, it really is in, in sync with, with real men feel in another way that, it was really this time last year that I started getting nudges from spirit, from source, like do something for men, get to make some like male lonely things. Cause the guys don't know they can come out and play. Cause sure. you know, you know, I've talked often that, uh, you know, we we're used to being in programs for personal growth and spiritual development and exploration and transformation. And we're one of a few, sometimes the only male at some mm -hmm. event. Um, yeah. So that's really why what this space and the show is about is uh, trying to get some, some spirit, some source, some messaging, some high vibration out to a wider audience too. For guys that can, they can come out of the spiritual closet is a kind of a phrase we've been using. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the empowered messenger on my Facebook page, um, I, I say, I help people come out of the spiritual closet. So, Beautiful. Um, and, and, you know, I think on a global level, there has been more and more and more awakening that's been happening, Andy. And, you know, I'm so I can't tell you how grateful and how full my heart is to be able to be part of your movement here because uh, we, this spiritual awakening, the mass awakening of consciousness is not a girl only thing. It's got to be, there's got to be this divine union. Mm -hmm. We must create the sacred spaces and support and encourage and model like in your case, you and Apio are modeling for other men uh, a new way of being. I think more so than women, as much as women have been repressed and suppressed and depressed, men have been even more so because, uh, you know, part of this whole transit for me uh, was my son was involved in this transit that happened in, in May. And I watched this young child 
grow up. And as he grew up, I watched, you know, all of the spirit ultimately be squashed down into a space where there was not much left but anger. And so it's a blessing to me to be in this space with you um, to remind men that real men feel. Awesome. Um, how I first came into your orbit was with a program called Money, Magic, and Miracles. Mm-hmm. And um, so to, to me, you're a shaman, medicine woman. Um, you, we, we took, you had some you know, traditional financial information and some rituals. And I did the program at least four times, I think even more, but I have notes from doing it four different times. And I had uh, true monetary changes. I would have windfalls and surprise and all sorts of things. So, so that's really why I wanted you to be here. And, and you were going to talk about um, five ways that we all ward off wealth. So, so let's dive into the money. Get the M word out there. Yay. I'm so excited. And yes, Andy, you uh, have been a money magic miracle maker, right? I'm going to call you a money magic miracle maker. You can actually claim that title. You can say, I am a money magic miracle maker because you, you are, and you were actually one of the first men who came in to work with me on that program. So I'm really grateful. You know, I think, uh, what I'll share with you is I actually do my own program. I do my own money magic miracles clarity course, and I have been doing it every single quarter since it came, it was channeled through me by the infinite source. So, um, I am actually doing it now for the 16th time Sometimes mm. to do your own program. <laughs> and this year I created an opportunity for people to actually join me in a do it with me version. And so now that's become exponentially more potent and exponentially more powerful. So, um, I just want to, you know, just drop that in there that now I'm creating not just my own practice, which I've come to understand if we're going to talk about money here, what I've come to understand is that not only is this particular curriculum, which was channeled through me, very powerful in helping to facilitate a change, but because of the way it was created and the way it's driven, it's driven by intention, it can be done again and again and again and again and again. And so what I've come to understand is our relationship with money and how we are attending to it can become a devotional practice. And so that's how I'm holding this now for myself. I have a devotional practice like yoga. Every day I get up, I get on the mat, I'm doing my devotional practice. I have a different experience every day, but every single day I'm improving my relationship with my body, mind, and spirit. I'm improving my physical fitness. I'm improving because I have committed to this devotional practice. So I've set it up now that there's a community where we are all engaged in a quarterly devotional practice of connecting with and working with um, our money and shifting our relationship with money. So what I want to say, especially uh, to the men who are here listening and um, maybe listening later is You know, I think there are certain topics in our world that we have somehow created taboos around. And I can't speak for the masculine because I'm not in this life a man, but I do carry a lot of masculine energy. And I think part of that was because uh, it, it was part of my own survival process to just carry a lot of masculine energy. Um, So what I understand is that it's important for us to be able to actually expose ourselves, share where we're at, and be able to hold our relationship with money in the most shame-free way possible because it is a fluid process. To be in a relationship with money is a fluid process. It's it's currency, it's spirit, it's movement, it's, it's energy and motion. And, and money is, one, one of my mentors said, 
who she, I guess, got it from her mentor, who, who knows where he got it from, but let's give credit to the infinite source. Um, money touches everything that matters, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're, going to, uh, if we're going to talk about money, let us be able to have the tools, the place, the space, and the awareness to see how we've used it to reinforce some pretty sometimes negative personal patterns. Mm. So this time through for me, my intention is I am intending, I started December 1st, I'm intending to um, unravel every bit of shame that I have in my relationship with money. And I've already just, you know, I'm six days in and I've got, oh my God, that popped up and that popped up and that popped up. So uh, having this devotional practice is really, really high value. Awesome. You know, what's really fascinating about the, having that devotional practice is that uh, I, I'm sure you've probably encountered this, Andy, and I have certainly, where there are people who are considered gurus in their field, experts in their field, and they, they present extremely well. They come across so wonderful and beautiful and yet ultimately when you go behind the scenes you discover that they don't necessarily practice what it is that they're preaching i think that's so incredible that you actually do that regularly but more so every time it expands further and it, it you see something new i love that description the devotional practice and and you know if i'm going to be a leader apio i my brand is the empowered messenger. My mm -hmm. work in the world is to support other people to become empowered. Mm -hmm. And I can share my wisdom. I have no intention of having them down, you know, worshiping at my feet as their guru. Right. I am much more interested in modeling the capacity to be real and transparent and, uh, and revealed, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very challenging for a lot of people. I mean, it's just putting their numbers in front of them. So here's what happened with the, with the program when it first came through back in 2013. Andy was one of the first people to invest. And thank you, Andy, and had some great success. I think on his third time through, he generated 24 new clients, 24 new clients and a $100,000 contract, which was like, yes, oh my God, that's amazing. So I want to celebrate the successes of the people who are engaging in really committing themselves to going through this process of looking at and working with their money, both on a practical level. And, you know, you mentioned, Andy, that it's part practical, part spiritual and all good, right? So the first week is all about um, looking at the numbers. And what I discovered, one of, the, one of the main reasons why the Infinite Source asked me to start inviting people to do it with me is because people would get into that first week and they'd get to about day four and they couldn't keep going. They couldn't keep going. Not because the course was not supportive of them, but that whole first week is all about like looking at your numbers and like really being clear about where you are right now. Because like, if I'm going to go to New York, I got to know I'm either in Boston or San Francisco, right? If I'm going to New York, where am I starting? So people not even being able to look at their numbers because as soon as they start to look, all the stuff starts to get stirred up. Right. And so the second week is all ceremony and ritual completely designed to get underneath that stuff and find the root cause so that it can be unwound and transmuted. And then the final week is an activation week of the new relationship with money uh, as a result of having done this transformational work. And it's a, it's a continuously expanding and moving and growing process. And now that I've got this group uh, forming, what I'm seeing is, you know, it's always exponential when you put people into a group, you know, as soon as you put people into a group. So, you know, this person is bringing up something and it triggers something in this person and this person and this person. And then now you've got like exponentially more energy around the shifting that's going on. And so it's, um, it's, it's really miraculous. And it's come to a point now where people are like 
just just saying yes and they're getting a miracle. I had uh, somebody who enrolled in September for the September round. She got off the phone with me and t 15 minutes later she texted me. She said, do you count this as a miracle? Because just after I got off the phone with you, somebody called me, an old friend of mine called me and offered me a $5,000 freelance writing side job. It's like, well, you can count that as a miracle if you'd like. I would. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? All she did was say yes to investing. And so my intention and, and the bigger intention is to build this to be a vortex of value for welcoming wealth for all who are part of it. And I'm not here to be an, any kind of a guru. I really want the work to stand for stand on its own, right? The work itself is what I want to advance. And, uh, and so, yeah. I love that. So let's get into the five ways that people ward off their wealth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been dying to hear this. <laughs> Ever since I've known, it's like, oh gosh, I have to sit down and listen to this. <laughs> okay. So, so before we get there, Apio, do you do you expect that you have all five? So you reckon, you know, what probably. Probably yes. I probably won't be surprised at any of it, to be honest. So I'm happy to dive into the five ways that women ward off wealth, or that we all we all ward off wealth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I distilled this because I could see it really powerfully in women. I'm actually curious. This is going to be experimental for me tonight to discern if it's a we, like a universal thing, or whether it's more on the feminine side of the equation, the women's side of the equation. But what, what really excites me about this is that, um, you know, I think men, and I'm just kind of getting this right now, men in our culture are there are certain expectations around men and money that are different than the expectations up until now that have been around women and money so one of the things you kind of jokingly said at the beginning apio was about the wife spending too much mm -hmm. um i've been independent for many years self-employed single parent um you know, the mom and the dad. And so um, I don't have a wife spending money unless it's me spending money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So uh, I'm, I'm really kind of curious to see if these five W's, the five W's are, um, are universal or if they are uh, more on the women's side of the equation. So the first way that we ward off wealth is we worry. And I think this is probably universal. No doubt. Um, and I will tell you how I discovered this one. I'm very psychic. Uh, I actually was a real estate developer before I had my spiritual awakening. So that is the practical side of me. My, my, my last project, I built 51 single family houses, 56 apartments and an office building. It was award winning um, uh, community with two male partners. And that was in two 99, 2000, 2001. And then in 2001, I had my spiritual awakening. Uh, I was also during that time, the national chairperson for my trade association, which represented one in eight homeowners in the country. So I'm really steeped in the practical. And my mom taught me how to balance checkbook when I was seven. <laughs> she had a little yarn shop in our house. So I'm really grounded in the practical, you know, um, put the numbers into the boxes reality. But when I had my spiritual awakening, I started to discover I had psychic capacities that I have intentionally chosen to enhance, to cultivate, to accept, to grow, and to honor. And so when I'm working with a client and they are having worry show up, what worry looks like, this is what worry looks like to my psychic eyes. It looks like a dark, gray, musty, damp, stinky, old army blanket Curious wrapped around them, wrapped around their auric field, wrapped around their energy field. Like they're underneath this nasty, I mean, it even smells. I can smell it psychically. It smells bad. And... When we worry, whether it's worrying about ourselves, worrying about money, 
worrying about our kids, worrying about our parents, worrying about the state of the world, worry, worry, worry. When we worry, we are actually creators. So we are creating this nasty thing that we're wrapping around um, money. And so wealth is going to be warded off. You know, money wants to flow and grow and go and move. And it doesn't want to be wrapped in this dark, damp, nasty smelling blanket of worry. So that's the first one, Apio. Is worry one of the ones that men carry too? For sure. Yeah, I actually, I don't know. Even at any financial status level, I have not met a man who does not worry about money. Right. I agree. I, I would think that this one would be the top one for men. Yes. Um, yes. And my sense is that not only is this the top one for men, but it, my sense is also that there's some incredibly deep double bind under the surface subconscious tie to your manhood. Oh, I would say yes. That yeah. is... When I when I observe, you know, I, I used to work in real estate down in Florida myself, and and one of the and even you know indirectly in the financial services industry because I worked uh, for very large financial services company for for many 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 years, I always noticed that particular undercurrent that a man's wealth is or their accumulation of wealth is directly tied to their manhood mm. and their masculinity. Yeah. So ideally, we will find the way to untie that because mm -hmm. I believe mm -hmm. that a man's masculinity and a woman's femininity stand by themselves regardless of what the balance is in the bank account. And I feel like that is programming. I feel like mm -hmm. that bind that's in there, that underlying, I mean, I can feel it. It's, it's an underlying almost, I don't want to use the word cancer, but it feels that way mm -hmm. uh, that erodes. It's an erosive, it's got an erosive quality to one's um, belief in oneself as a being, never mind whether it's masculine or feminine. So yes. uh, ideally, you know, so, so here we've peeled away worry and what did we find underneath worry, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not good enough as a man if I don't have the right number in the bank account or the right, car, the right house or blah, 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 blah. It's, and that is all social conditioning, social programming. Yeah. Worthiness, another W, curious. So the second one, and this, um, the metaphor I have for this is the princess, but it could also be the prince. We wait, <laughs> we wait, we wait for the prince. And we're like, where the hell are you prince? We're waiting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So maybe how this shows up, let, let me see how this shows up like in business. All of a sudden we get this great idea and then we're like, wow, that's a great idea. But then we wait, you know, we don't take action on it. We don't engage with that idea. We, uh, we wait for the rescuer. We wait for the savior. We wait for, the whatever so we're in this waiting mode and when you're in waiting again money wants to move wealth wants to move wealth wants to wealth want wealth itself which is a different vibration than money in my mind yeah wealth itself wants to grow and expand like that's a characteristic of the nature of wealth is it wants to expand yes. it wants to grow it wants to be generative Yes. Right. So when we wait, it's like stagnation sets in. Mm. And when stagnation sets in for the princess on the princess side of things, it's like, 
we get all excited, we get our idea, we've got our little castle, we're in our little, you know, fancy room in the tower, and we're like, oh my God, the prince is coming. We get ourselves all ready for it. And then we're waiting. <laughs> and we're waiting. And we're waiting. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and so how this also shows up entrepreneurially is when you put one thing out, right? Yeah. And then you're waiting for something to happen. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for example, real men feel. You put real men feel out. You're waiting for something to happen. Are you putting your eggs in other baskets? I mean, you know, we don't want to get overly spread out. We do want to have some focus, right? But are we in waiting for something to happen? Or are we still in action even as we are assessing the results of the experiment, right? Mm -hmm. and, and waiting just gives you more time to worry too. So it, it feeds that, that other issue. Exactly. exactly, exactly. Interesting. The third thing we do is we whine. Women <laughs> in general, women whine over wine. Yeah. I don't drink, water, <laughs> but it's my wine glass. And so we get together and again, I'm stereotyping, but this wards off wealth, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you've seen the gathering of women with their wine and their bitching and moaning. Mm -hmm. They're whining and whining, and they're stuck in their story of um, lack, scarcity, betrayal, victimhood, you know, put anything you want at the end of that sentence. They're stuck in the story and they're, what they're doing is they're feeding their life force energy into the story of their, their lack and their scarcity rather than keeping their mouths shut and not feeding that story over and over again and instead opening their mouths in service to the creation of something that is different, hmm. something that is more robust, something that is uh, inviting thriving, something that is inviting wealth, right? So women wine over wine. Do men wine? I don't know. Do you guys like get into the into the whining? Do you? I'm, I don't think I have never met any man that would call it whining. No, but I'm sure we sure do complain. We do. Ah, we commiserate. Okay. We commiserate. Yeah. It's okay. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, I get that. Yeah. And we use beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beer, yeah. women use wine, and <laughs> yep. it's it's the same thing. It's bitching and moaning, and it's it's feeding your life force energy into the story you don't want. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Not only are you feeding your energy into the story you don't want, but you're getting audience participation, and they're feeding their energy. So it's like now we've got this bouquet, right? right. Now we came with one flower that poked us, right now we've got a bouquet of thorns, right? Right, so misery loves company. And, yeah, exactly. and, I, and I definitely have seen, I've seen it in my family, of, of my dad, grandfather, even great-grandfather, complaining how about taxes and the government will keep it down and, uh, you know, the, the businessman can't make it break or even some people like, you know, rich people, they got it made and, oh, and, and cursing uh, the things that they actually want. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly what it is, Andy. Thank you for saying that because it is a curse. And, uh, and it is, uh, I think sometimes what the whining and complaining is, is a, again, it's a cover for not feeling like you're actually good enough to or worthy enough to or deserving enough to have wealth and be wealthy, right? So... The fourth one is we waffle. <laughs> Can't make a decision. Oh, should I buy the boat or should I invest in my business? Should I buy the boat or should I invest in my business? The boat's on sale. Should I buy the boat? Oh, there's a coaching program that's on, you know, like it's now. It's starting up in three weeks. And we're like a ping pong game tennis game, whatever, back and forth. And before you know it, the boat's not on sale anymore. The coaching program's already taken off and we haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. Right? So yeah. we waffle 
which serves the waiting, you know, I mean, the waffling right. serves the waiting and waffling is an, another way of saying indecisive. I don't know about men being indecisive or not, but I will tell you, I had a husband, a husband. I had a husband. I have, I've had two husbands. <laughs> My first like husband could not decide anything. Ever. <laughs> I had to make the decisions. And one of the things, you know, I mean, we're talking a lot about the expectations that we have for men. One of the expectations that I grew up with, because I grew up in a certain time frame and certain environment, had certain conditioning and so forth, was that the man decided. That was the way it went. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy that we have transcended that, but I am not clear that anybody's deciding at this point. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Like nobody knows who's going to make the decision or the decision-making process has become laborious. I actually had a client, um, a potential client, a proposed client that I was talking to. This is a great story. About three or four years ago, I was offering her to work with me in my Crystallize Your Message laboratory intensive. So I've, I'm, I'm focused on the money piece, but I'm the empowered messenger. So I work with people around money, but I also work with them around message because they go together. So uh, I was having this conversation with her. It was a great enrollment conversation. She was a perfect fit for, um, for the work. Uh, the investment was a four figure investment, you know, just under five figure investment. It was a you know, significant investment. And um, she said she needed to have her husband you know, they needed to make the decision together. So I was like, great, I can totally honor that. No, no problem. You know, I understand that sometimes people have agreements and, you know, let me help you. Let me prepare you for this conversation with your husband so that you're going to be able to state your case. First of all, is this really for you? You know, do you really want it? Are you, you have to be enrolled. You know, it, it, it's her vision. It's not mine. You know, I'm holding the space to support you to get your message clear, but it's your vision. You're the one that's got to put the energy and the time and the commitment into doing this work to get your message clear so that, that you can get it out to more people and make more money and have a better business and all of those things. So first of all, are you committed? And second of all, like, what's the deal that you have with your husband around spending? And come to find out, the deal was a 20 year old deal anything more than two hundred dollars they had to have a conversation about and i said you know i think the first thing you need to do before you have the conversation with him about this enrolling in this program although you know i'd love to have the sale you need to go back and renegotiate this 20 year old contract you guys have been married for 20 years you know, you should be able to make decisions in different ways and evolve your decision-making capacity so that if there's something that your soul is calling you to, that, that you have the capacity to say yes to that. And if it's going to take a huge chunk out of your family nut, then, you know, let's have that conversation. But, you know, where is the $200? I was like, are you kidding me? I go to the grocery store and people are spending 350 just in front of me on, you know, the week's groceries. Do you have to call every time you're at the grocery store? Yeah. So, Can we eat this week, honey? <laughs> yeah. So decisions, you know, making decisions, um, waffling. <laughs> and the final W uh, way that we ward off wealth is withdrawing. So there are plenty of people who are going to watch this or listen to it. And they're going to be suddenly inspired or activated or excited to make some change in their life. And they're going to feel that energy and they're going to feel that momentum and they're going to feel that activation. And then they're going to walk away and put it back in the box somewhere. They're going to pull, pull back. They're going to withdraw and maybe again, it comes back to the not worthy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, wow, that sounded great, but maybe it's really not for me, right? That's naturally gonna ward off wealth. It's gonna ward off wealth. So wealth wants to be welcomed with open arms. Yay, come on in. 
let's play and have a party, right? <laughs> right. It does not want to be withdrawn from. It, it's, you know, if, if you're going to be in relationship, right? This is all about relationship. You're going to be in relationship. you got to show up at least, you know, halfway in the relationship. You can't just put a toe in and then pull back again. Put a toe in and pull back again because um, the money will go elsewhere. The opportunities will go elsewhere. The the um, ability to to connect starts to erode when you withdraw and your own confidence in your capacity to make change, to create change in your life starts to erode when when you play the withdrawal game, right? And there's a difference. I want to make sure that I'm really clear about this. There's a very big difference between getting all excited and being like, oh my God, I'm going to make a change. Now we're close to the end of the year. Everybody does the resolution thing, blah, 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 right? And then they, they withdraw. They withdraw from their own resolutions, right? Every time you set an intention or make a resolution and you withdraw, you're starting to erode your own trust in yourself and your own word, right? So when we uh, make the choice to engage with something, sometimes we're engaging, 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 and we need to take and take a step back and review and assess and have a little retreat every now and then. And I think there's nothing wrong, and I actually highly recommend. I'm actually about to go into a retreat period, but I am very intentional about it. I, I actually utilize the Mercury retrograde three or four times a year to pull back and assess. And it's not about withdrawing. It's really about assessing and reviewing and and discerning what needs to be moved, what needs to be tweaked, what needs to be shifted, what new decisions I want to make. That's different than, oh my God, let's do it. And then, you know, pulling back. Yeah. Right. Oh, that looks hard. I think I'll just hide under the covers. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, well, yeah, I, I think these all apply to men just fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's, and, and it's neat that, yeah, I do see them all, um, worthiness comes up really in all of them mm -hmm. and that is definitely um, a masculine issue on on that shows up in lots of aspects of life oh yeah very much yeah i think it's a uh human being issue right thank you yeah. um and in fact i have lots to say we're not going to say about it tonight <laughs> i have lots to say about the mythic map that we are operating under in the Western Hemisphere. And there's this, this story, this mythic map that says that we are bad and not worthy. And so until we make the decision that some of these very old, 5,000-year-old, 2,000-year-old stories are simply not serving us anymore, um, and start to write new stories that are more in alignment with recognizing the beauty of the planet and all the resources that we have available to us, recognizing our own beauty and our own worth and our own natural gifts and talents and, um, and how we can intersect with each other and, and mutually benefit each other. Uh, you know, I think that's, that's at the core of all of it is this, this we've bought in to an ancient story that's simply now really destroying a lot of a, for a lot of people. Yeah. And it just, it doesn't serve. So my big prayer, my big prayer, and one of the ways that we are able to welcome well, one of the main things that I work with people on is um, to how to overcome these five W's is to return to our state of wonder. I wonder what would happen if instead of whining, I went dining and I started to, you know, have dinner with people like Andy or Apio or Jeremiah, who's on here with us today. And we sat down and we put our heads together and said, what could we do? What could we do to serve ourselves, 
to serve our purpose, to serve each other, to serve the world. I wonder, I wonder what would happen. I wonder if instead of waiting, we went dating, right? <laughs> Go have a date. I'm going out tomorrow night to the mass conference for women. There's a date in my calendar to go and connect with people and make opportunities happen, right? I wonder if I stopped withdrawing and started depositing instead, right? So it, it really, the invitation here is to wonder, to really restore our sense of wonder, awe and wonder. And um, it is in the act of wondering that we begin to start to overcome these things. Right. And I wonder how worthy you all really are. I think you're pretty freaking phenomenally worthy, <laughs> worthy of wealth and then some. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because wonder allowing, it, it, it opens us up to the possibilities as opposed to all those constraining five W's, right? Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Wonder is, is one of the, it ties into the, the principles of joy. Wonder is, a, is very much at the core of, of living that joyful life. And, and you know, it, it's, it's how we are as children, naturally wondering, naturally exploratory, naturally curious about all things. So, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Yep, that's the story that I'm writing, the story of wonder. Mm, I love that. So, I wonder so, what will happen from this moment forward as this goes out into the universe and makes ripples, right? Right. <laughs> so, Emerald, I, I wonder how people can can get in touch with you and to take part in, in wondering about themselves. Oh, thank you for asking, Andy. So, for those of you who are listening or watching, I would love to invite you to receive a gift. I have a beautiful audio training it's valued at about $77 that's on my website at the, T-H-E, empowered, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D, messenger, M-E-S-S-E-N-G-E-R.com, forward slash gifts, G-I-F-T-S. So you can get the audio training and it's called um, When Money's Tight. And it is a beautiful... Uh, exploration of what I did for myself when I came into a period in my life when money was tight. And uh, it serves to help loosen things up a little bit for people. The other thing that's on that page is an opportunity to apply for a conversation with me. And um, we call that the message to millions map session to discern if it's a right fit for us to work together uh, either in a consultative um, arrangement with mentorship, direct mentorship, either in one of my small group uh, mentorship programs or with me privately. Um, so that's, that application is on that page. And then finally, because you brought it up originally, Andy, I'd love to let people know about Money Magic Miracles, which they can find at moneymagicmiracles.com. And we are always enrolling, so there's open enrollment for that. Uh, we have two ways of investing. You can do a full pay or a payment plan. Once you are in Money Magic Miracles, you are in for life. So it's a single investment, and you get to do it with me again and again and again and again as a devotional practice. So this is kind of like the baseline of my business now is the Money Magic Miracle Makers community. And the invitation is to come and to play with us and to become a Money Magic Miracle Maker too. Awesome. I did, I did not realize back in 2013 that I was part of the first time that that uh, program happens. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, you are. And, uh, and you and sold you. me on the, on the mythic map. Um, you're, you're coming back soon. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go deep on that too. Beautiful. Which, by the way, I should point out that Andy is actually featured on that page. You, you are on the money, uh, the, the, um, money magic miracles. Yes. Exactly. He is. Yes. He's one of our testimonies. Yes. He's definitely on that page. I have another testimony that just came in recently from a, a woman who's done it now three or four times. I think her, I think her third time through, she made, she, she didn't make it through the first couple of times she was doing the do it on your own version. She didn't make it through the first couple of times because she got lost and confused on the spiritual side of things. Some people get lost and confused on the practical side. Um, so it's really good to have a guide. Anyway, 
she, uh, on her third time through, she said she wanted to, her intention was very specific. And she said she wanted to manifest at least four figures. Nobody could die. It had to be a, a surprise and um, unexpected money. And so she did. She manifested like 2,000 unexpected dollars and nobody died. So <laughs> but even better, the next time through, she manifested a brand new job for herself that doubled her salary from $150,000 a year to $300,000 a year. Nice. So that was pretty rocking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a powerful program then. They can do that. Very cool. Yeah. And then, and again, it takes someone not withdrawing from it. Not, exactly. Not yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Love that. Well, cool. This is a, uh, this has really been uh, a great talk and discussion and, and it was neat because I didn't know the five W's and we're wondering, oh, will they? And yeah, they, I, I believe yeah. they apply to humans. Yeah. All... It's a human thing. Very much a human thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And uh, so thanks again, Emerald. And we'll uh, be sure to get all those um, links onto realmenfield.org as well for anyone that missed it. But theempoweredmessenger.com slash gifts and moneymagicmiracles.com for the, uh, the ongoing process that you, for the devotional practice. The devotional practice of, cool. you know, of addressing our money on a regular basis and making it work with us, not even making, inviting, inviting it to work with us, welcoming it to work with us. It's such an incredibly potent spiritual tool. Never mind, you know, on a practical level, money is a hugely powerful spiritual tool. So it's energy. Energy's natural state is always flowing anyway. So exactly. I am so grateful. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see what happens when I wonder what's going to happen with the ripples. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you again, Emerald. Uh, thank you, Apio. Thank you everyone for joining us live. Thank you for everyone listening in the infinite spectrum of time and space. <laughs> you can join us live next Tuesday, December 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern for another episode of Real Men Feel. We're going to be exploring men and depression. So it's really fitting and synchronistic that we have our discussion about money now because Money is a big trigger that goes into a lot of depression for, for men and for human beings as well. But uh, sure. I'll both be sharing some personal experiences around depression, suicidal thoughts. Um, and we invite everyone else, anyone else that wants to share, to join us live next Tuesday as well and share any message of support, share any part of their journey. Um, I think it's going to be a powerful show. And realmenfield.org slash show will get you there next Tuesday, 8 p.m. So thanks again for listening. Um, until next week, check us out, realmenfeel.org. Join our group on Facebook. Share what you thought of the show. Give us a review on iTunes. Oh, and now you can actually write to us. I, we have just created realmenfeel at gmail.com um, if you want to give us any feedback, not in a public way at all. Um, glad to hear your suggestions, your feedback, comments. It is all good. We, we wonder what you think. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so thanks again, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.